Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Seller Roundtable 18. This is Andy Arnott and... Amy Wees. And we are super excited and privileged to have Melissa Smith with us today. She is the expert on all things VA. And uh, as most, most of you know, uh, Amy and I are, uh, are very hard into the VA world at this point. We are uh, super excited because we know how much possibilities that VAs can give our businesses. So um, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, so Melissa, do you want to tell us uh, kind of just a little bit of background about yourself? Uh, maybe like where you're born, where you live now, um, any you know, past jobs? Did you do this you know, for your entire life, which I doubt because VAs is kind of a newer thing? Um, you know, anything you want to share with us about, uh, about your credentials, your past, anything like that? Sure. Well, I was born and raised, uh, in Northern California and, uh, I started out my career knowing I wanted to be, um, an assistant back then it was, we were called secretary. So I actually went to secretary school. I'm a second generation admin. My mom was also an assistant. She retired after over 40 years of being an assistant and I was an executive assistant for over 15 years. And then uh, almost seven years ago, my husband passed away and it just created a lot of different family changes and a lot of moves. <laughs> we moved a lot uh, trying to find our place again. And um, by that time I was back in California, I had a wonderful job, I loved it so much. Uh, but I needed to move back to Georgia because my daughter wanted to finish her senior year here. This is what she considers home. And I had to go to my boss and say, I'm sorry, I, I have to go. I've been there less than a year. And he said, you know, we don't want to lose you. How can we keep you? And I said, I can do a lot of what I do virtually. I don't have to be in the office. And so he said, okay, let's do that. It was five years ago. And um, I never wanted to own my own business. In fact, I said I would never own my own business. Uh, but then after a few months, I just had this real desire and need and thought like, what if I could do this for myself? Like, what if I could, what if this could really be a thing? So we had contracts sent out. Um, I didn't sign my contract. I sent it back unsigned. And I said, you know, I'm just, I'm going to finish out this year's contract. But after that, I'm going to go out on my own. And they were very, very supportive. Uh, and so I went on my own without knowing a thing about business. <laughs> I knew how to be an assistant, but I didn't know how to run a business. And uh, that was four and a half years ago. And since then, I have... Um, worked as a virtual assistant. I am known for matching clients to the right virtual assistant. I've written three books. I train VAs as well. And I recently launched the Association of Virtual Assistants as well. Very cool. Uh, you've, been, you've been busy. <laughs> I have been busy. Good for you. You're, you're, you're in good company with Amy and I because uh, we, we seem to uh, never have uh, enough to do. <laughs> right. Cool. We just like to start new businesses. Uh, God, <laughs> yes, almost too many. So, so Melissa, uh, for people who don't know, which you know, I'm sure most people, uh, you know, most people in here kind of know. We've talked on this before, but just a, a quick kind of overview of what a VA is, and uh, you know, what kind of tasks that they can help you do. Sure. Well, a VA is simply someone who performs work uh, for you from wherever they are, not from wherever you are. And um, I really like to talk about VAs and their skill set and, you know, how they anticipate needs. So when you think about a VA, you can certainly think about it in a task form, 
Um, but having someone who just simply does tasks for you will never truly get you that feeling of, wow, uh, things are really happening. I, I'm really rolling because delegating tasks is actually work. You have to sit down, you have to think about it. You might have to write it out. Um, you might have to give a lot of instruction. Um, but finding an assistant who can take what you need to be done and anticipate your needs is actually the better definition of an assistant. So even if you were, are referring to, you know, AI, for instance, uh, one of the best parts of AI is that it anticipates your needs. It's like, oh, you like this song here. Like you probably will like this song or you, you saw this movie. So you probably want to see this movie and like, uh, an assistant, that's what we do. So you think, oh, well, you need this to be done. So you probably are going to need this to be done in the future as well. Like, let's go ahead and start that process and let me help you start thinking through these things for you. And that could be any number of things. I tell people all the time, if you have a need, I have a virtual assistant. So thinking about just some people in our association, whether it be Pinterest, podcasts, Trello, business development, uh, executive virtual assistants, general VA, personal assistant, you're making that move, you're changing, uh, you know, you need to sell a car, you need to donate a car, you need to get all your utilities in order, change up your bank accounts. Um, I, people have come to me for all these things. Yeah. I love how you combined um, AI with, uh, with virtual assistants, because that's one of my favorite things to do is I love to find uh, you know, on automation and then pair it with a VA. So they run the automation. That's like, you know, that's like double effect. I love that. Um, you know, I'm totally into like the growth hacking and all that kind of fun stuff. So whenever I can find a, a new tool and then put my VAs on that new tool, that's uh, a, a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, um, when do you think is a good time? Like, uh, you know, you're, you're running a small business and, um, you know, maybe it's an Amazon business, it's a software business, it's a training business, you know, uh, what, at what point do you think people should start looking at, um, hiring a VA? It's always before you need one, <laughs> always before you need one, because by the time you need one, at that point, it becomes this catch 22. You're like, I need to use this person, but I don't have time to tell them. I don't have time to give them information no matter how wonderful and how skilled and how talented the VA is, you have to spend time together. You have to communicate. You have to share your vision. You have to look over the work. You have to say like what good looks like. They have to learn your styles, your mannerisms, your way of working and discover your flow so that they can best fit into that and know your routine. Um, and here's where a lot of business owners are like, but I just really can't afford one. If you just hired a VA for five hours a month, a month, you would now have that person who knows your business from the ground up and can easily grow with you. And then it's not about hiring and when am I going to fit this in and yet another thing to do. I am literally working with clients right now who have waited so long. I have VAs waiting to interview with them for over a month. They can't even find time to interview and it's this vicious cycle. They don't have time because they're doing this work and they miss this meeting and now they have to push it back. Um, you know, emergencies don't schedule appointments and you would be surprised at the number of emergencies that come up when nothing is in place. So I like to compare having a virtual assistant to having insurance. Like it's there when you need it. It's in place when something goes wrong. You're like, well, that's why I have an assistant. That's why I have insurance. Yeah, that's, I'm extremely guilty of that. Um, by the time I finally hired my VAs, it was like, 
it, it, it was like, you know, half my workload and the stress went down and it is, and not only that, but like once you get a VA on board, that's when you start thinking about like, Oh, I can start doing this now. I can start like this podcast. Like when we started this podcast, when we, st when I started doing, you know, they, they're, they're, I have two VAs managing my social media. I mean, you, it's, it's like a, a clone of yourself. Once you get them to the point, um, you know, where, like you said, they can, they can back you up. The problem, like, of course, uh, as you mentioned as well, is just getting them, getting to the point where you feel like you have the time, but where it kind of made sense to me where I finally was like, no, I'm just going to do this. I pushed everything else off mm -hmm. for a few days and wrote some processes. And, and once I did that, it was like, okay, now that I've offloaded this, now I can do so much more. And that's what you have to, you know, remind yourself of is, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're going to have to rip the bandaid off, but once that bandaid's ripped off, that wound's going to heal, you know, <laughs> like that's not a great analogy, but in the sense yeah. that, you know, it's, it's hard to, to get going, but once you do, it's like night and day. And Andy, I have the same thing where I, you know, I was reading this book about cloning yourself. It's literally called clone yourself. And it talks about how you've got to let some of these things go. You have to trust people or you're never going to grow. And it talks about how you get in this, this time where you're almost like uh, you're too busy chopping down trees to sharpen the ax. Mm -hmm. So you become just way too busy. And so what I did you know, I just started small. I said, okay, I'm going to make the time to interview these people. I came up with a list of questions. I actually pulled one from online from a VA company and came up with it. I added a few of my own um, and, you know, had this list of questions and just got on interviews with them. And then I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to have them review a video of me doing a task. So that's all I did. I just took a video of me doing a task that they could watch at their leisure. So I used the Loom desktop video recorder, super easy, and said, hey, VA, for your task today, can you just watch this video and document this for me? And then I had, I reviewed that and had them go ahead and do the task next time and update the document. Now I've got a trained VA <laughs> as well as a document that can be used to train other VAs. So I think a lot of people just get so scared and frustrated about getting started, but you forget if you can just record yourself doing one task, they can pick it up. And you can always, in the morning, I get super busy certain days and I have my VAs check in in the morning with me, but on those days, I just create a quick video for them and say, oh my gosh, I'm so busy with this today, but I've added this to your task list and this is kind of my vision for it. Let me know this afternoon if you have any questions. And that way that gives them the framework. So even as a business owner, you can take the time to just make a quick video for them. They can watch it at their leisure or when they check into work and you've given them um, the time and the resources to get moving and you've gotten out of your own way for growing your business. Amy, I actually take it from a, a different standpoint. So I actually have rarely hired a VA to do the things that I do already um, because I'm very specific on, I know exactly how I make money, right? I know exactly how I make money. So that means I can get on phone calls right away um, and I can uh, hop on Zoom chats, um, my consultations, um, all those things bring in money because when someone finally takes the time to you know, decide they're gonna hire a VA, they're gonna do this. It's like the plumber, right? They're just going right down the list. Who's, who's gonna pick up the phone? Who's available for them right now? 
So my VAs, I don't, I never send them anything. I'm like, here's what I need to get done. Here's my vision. Here's the feeling that I want for it. Take it and, and run with it. Um, I give no instructions, no task manual, no nothing, because I hire VAs who are really skilled in what they do. And in fact, they come back to me and they tell me like, here's what I can do for you. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? We can actually put this in here as well. This works really well. Like, what do you think about these things? And I'm literally saying yes, no, yes, no. And they're doing all the work. I don't even have to put any mental energy into it. And depending on the type of work and the type of person that you're hiring, you know, there's all kinds of ways, but um, it can be daunting to think, oh gosh, I have to create my own SOP, my own standard operating procedure before I can even hire one. Um, and in that case, you're, I would absolutely say no, like start off with something small, start off with the video and then have the VA do it and then write the SOP for you. And then now it becomes a live document that you just keep on adding to. Yeah. Amy's uh, analogy was much better than mine before, <laughs> from before. <laughs> and she also segued perfectly into the next question, which, uh, listen, what's the best way to interview potential VAs to ensure you get the best candidate and skills. Cause I really want to know this after what you just said of how you just unleash them. You must have some really good VAs. Yes. So the, the first point is, is not to lead with skills. Um, you can get a lot of people that lead with skills, but if you can't communicate and you're not their ideal, the work is going to be subpar at best. Um, so what my main job is when I work with clients and through the consultation process is to actually attract the person who is like, Oh my gosh, this is my dream job. So really concentrate on what it is that you want this person to do and why it is the perfect opportunity and why they would love working with you and how most people write their job descriptions when they're looking for it is okay. Well, I need this done on this day. It's about this many hours of work. Um, here's all the tasks, here's all the stuff. And you will just get really generic VAs doing that because a lot of the work that assistants do, I mean, we can all do it. But if you say, I'm putting together the most amazing podcast and we're focusing on this business and here are the people that we interview and here's what we're doing and here's our mission and here's all the things that we want to grow. And your job is to do this so we can grow here and we're going to have this kind of experience doing it. Now, all of a sudden, you have a VA who actually wants to listen to your podcast. You have a VA who's like, that is my jam. These people are my kind of people because a lot of VAs are simply just looking for work and they will work with you until they find someone who they really want to work with and then they will drop you and it's never a good time to lose your VA. But when you're, when you're attracting that right person and you communicate well, you really get it. You're like right on top of things. Um, that's the most important. So for my VAs, if they don't communicate via email or phone call, I cannot work with them. If they, if I have to go into a sauna or if they mention Trello, um, if they text, we're, we're done here. Cause I can't communicate easily like that. If I'm walking through the grocery store and I'm thinking, Oh, I should have told my VA this. I can send a quick email and they can get back to me. But for some people, that's the way they want to communicate, right? They're like, oh, no, I want to communicate in Box or I want to communicate Slack. I want to be able to text you. And if you can't communicate easily and seamlessly with your VA, that's like the first downfall. And then the second part is that this person, you have to be their ideal. Um, the skills, um, skills can be learned. The, you know, anyone can look up a YouTube video. All that stuff um, can go a long way. I mean, if you have real... But if you're looking for a Salesforce VA, yeah, you're, you're going to want to 
say that you're looking for someone in Salesforce, but still, if that, if your business doesn't meet what they're looking for, it's not going to work out for the long run. Cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, on one side I, I, you know, don't want to be bothered, but I also am a little bit of a micromanager. <laughs> so I, I prefer, uh, Skype, you know, I have Skype fired up and then, uh, I have like, a lot of group chats on Skype and stuff. Um, that seems to work, uh, fairly well, but I think what you're saying is just work what, you know, use what works best for you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you so, should, it, it has to work for you. If it's, if it's the VA telling you how you have to communicate, that's a tail wagging the dog. You're paying them. It has to be the way that's, that's good for you. Yeah. Um, and that they respond to as well. So, I mean, when VAs work for me, it's my way, but with my clients, they want to text if they want to Skype, they want to zoom, they want to send smoke signals. I'm like, fine, whatever you want. Right. Uh, on that, on that note. So I, I'm guessing, you know, if somebody wants to find the absolute best VAs, they come to you, but say they want to, you know, go out on their own, dip their toes in the, in the, in the VA pool, <laughs> where are some, uh, you know, good sources to, to try to seek out, um, you know, uh, quality VAs? Well, that's one of the reasons why I created the association. So you can actually join the association of virtual assistants as a member. And we have a private Slack channel and it's the whole purpose is to ask questions have someone who can respond, get to know them, have a relationship, look at their work. Um, you know, instead of interviewing five people, you know, over a period of time, like ask a question and see how many VAs respond, ask tons of questions. And you know, you can interview VAs like that in no time at all. Um, and the idea is that it's very transparent. Um, you know, show me your LinkedIn, show me your profiles, show me your po portfolio. And there's not this, um, barrier, this wall, this, you know, generic RFP, and you don't know what this person is doing. Um, I know a lot of horror stories about people who went to other sites and just did it based on an RFP and the person had lots of stars. Um, not saying that it never works, but if it worked all the time, I wouldn't be in business in the first place. Right. Um, where uh, LinkedIn uh, also though, I got to give a shout out to LinkedIn. Yeah. Love LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. That's how we connected. That's how I connect with a lot of people these days. And I, I keep telling people, um, you know, and Gary V does this too. If, if, you know, people are fans of Gary V, he's always, you know, hounding people to get on LinkedIn. But, um, in the last like three to six months, I mean, I have a fairly big following on LinkedIn, but, um, a lot of people, that's a super underutilized, uh, channel oh, absolutely. For, for like hiring for, um, you know, anything B2B related. Um, it's huge. There's lots of people are posting like way better information on that. Um, when it comes to um, anything, you know, business involved, um, you know, so, so to me, that's, that's definitely a, a, a great tip. Um, generally, where do you see a uh, majority of your VAs? Like wh what countries do they live in? And um, I know the cost structure is a lot of times different, uh, you know, per country. Um, can you kind of, you know, get into that a little bit? Uh, where are you seeing, you know, is there a specific country where you're seeing the best VAs come out of um, the best VAs, you know, per cost, uh, things like that? No, I don't think that it's particular. I think it comes down to what kind of services you need. So cer certainly any of my clients who need copywriting, um, they're looking for messaging, they're looking for editing, proofreading, they're, they're going to want to get someone from their own country. Um, someone very familiar with that, if not from their own country, it, things just don't translate. I mean, I, I live in the South now. I grew up in California. That's, that's a different language as well. Um, so you can imagine in between countries. Um, I, most of my clients are personally in the United States, so they require a VA in the States because they also want to do a background check. Um, Canada is also you know, very good, but 
in 2017, I traveled the world while running my business. Um, so I was all over the place and technically I was in another country, but my prices didn't change. Um, so it really comes down to the, the quality of, of VAs and you could have a VA in another country that is not good. And you can have a, a VA in the United States that is, is not good. Um, what you're really looking for when you're looking at the price is the, does the price match the quality of work? The level of service and does it match the outcome and expectations that you want um you know i'm i'm not a person who's ever going to promote and and hire someone for for seven dollars an hour or anything like that um but i'm always shocked about how people say i'm not shocked when people say they get good work done for that amount but i am shocked when people say the work was just really subpar and <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, here you are. You're, you, this is your business. This is your lifeline. This is how you, you know, feed your family. But yet you want really great work from someone that you're only paying $7 an hour to. Um, so I have VAs uh, in the Philippines, Australia, the UK, um, Europe, one in Dubai. Um, we have VAs right now representing 12 countries um, in the association. And in my personal email list, um, we have a lot more than that. Some things that you have to take into consideration are certainly the time zone. Um, and I can say that some countries have a better internet connection than others. But, you know, if you're not going to do a lot of video chatting and it's a lot of email, then that might not be, you know, such a big deal to you. Right. Um, okay, great. Uh, what are, oh, wait, before we go any further, before I forget, what part of Northern California are you from? So I was born in Santa Cruz and raised in the South Bay and then moved out to the East Bay later on. Oh, all right. Yeah. So I've pretty much, <laughs> my wife's from San Carlos. I was in Walnut Creek for a long time. Oh, my daughter was born in Walnut Creek. And now we're in Santa Rosa. Yeah. Oh, and cool. I have a cousin in Santa Rosa. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Next time you're in town, uh, look me up. Uh, what are, uh, what are some of the best uh, tasks to offload to a VA? Um, you know, if, 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 I don't know if you worked with any Amazon sellers, but you know, that's kind of what we're specific to here. If you have any Mm -hmm. um, you know, any suggestions on that or, or what are kind of the, the things you see the most being offloaded? Um, for Amazon sellers, I, I think anything about messaging and, you know, getting on the right pages, um, getting, make, making sure you're seen. Um, but then after that, the follow-up is crucial, right? You want repeat buyers. So what's the follow-up like? What is your automation? What is your funnel? I can't imagine anything more important than a funnel after you've sold something on Amazon. Um, we do it even for books, right? So someone buys a book, they go into a funnel, 21 days later, we send them um, a notice like, hey, how did you enjoy reading the book? Have you left a review yet? Because as everyone knows, reviews are you know, golden on Amazon. So are they leaving reviews? Can that be part of the funnel as well? Um, if I didn't have that down, I probably wouldn't hire a VA to do anything else until I had a real funnel system down for uh, what I'm selling. Um, and then after that, like where your presence at, um, you know, is it social media? Um, should you be on Pinterest? Should you be on Instagram? Uh, do you have a regular sales process? So we talked a little bit earlier about like cloning yourself. And this is something that I hear from clients all the time. And I always give a little pushback because most of my clients come to me without a system and a process in place. And I'm like, okay, I think you're great. <laughs> but until we have a system and process down, I have no desire to clone you because you have a lot of unfinished products. You have a lot, we can't do this. You're not franchisable yet. So 
at that point you're thinking, what in my business needs to be franchisable? Like what has to be completely automated and seamless? I could walk away from my business and it runs without me. At that point, you are clonable. So Melissa, we had a question from our listeners and they asked, can you discuss the cost and benefit of hiring a firm like yours that uh, has a team of VAs versus going out to like, for example, onlinejobs.ph and kind of going it alone? Yeah. So the benefits, so I actually don't have um, a team. Um, I'm more like a, a, a matchmaker. Some people call it a headhunter, HR, however you want to look at it. So I match my clients to the right virtual assistant. And typically my clients are a, they don't have time to do it on their own. They just have no time, um, but they need it desperately. Um, and this, the other side of the, that coin is they don't also don't have time to get it wrong. Um, so I have a lot of clients who've already tried it and they've got it wrong. Maybe they got it really wrong. Um, but now their business has, you know, they, they took a step back. They decided they weren't going to work with VAs for a while. Now their business is, you know, um, mid six figures and they're like, I just can't afford to get it wrong again. I need your help. I want it all done for me. Step in, let's get it done. So, I mean, certainly for someone to, to work with me, they're going to be already successful. They're already going to be mid six figures or they're in it for that. And that's great. However, I created the association because my goal has always been that no one should have to really pay for me to find the right virtual assistant. Anyone who desires a virtual assistant should have one. I wrote a book on it. There's a free interactive hiring guide in there. You could do it all yourself. Um, I would say that you know, those are the benefits of working with me. The benefit of joining the association is it's $79 a year. Um, and then you can have access to, you know, hundreds of VAs representing, you know, many countries. You can go on these other sites and, and find these VAs. It's about really how much time do you have? How much time are you willing to put in? Um, and I give the rest away for free. I mean, this is my, this is my mission for everyone to have the right VA for them. So, you know, and speaking of, um, so they kind of rephrase, we had a listener rephrase the question, um, which that was still really great information. Um, but if you're, they're saying, I'm thinking a team is good. If someone calls out sick or whatever, gotcha. but personal versus working with one and only one VA having all eggs in one basket. But that is like your personal assistant, more personalized. So what's the benefit of having a full team of VAs and versus just like one really great? Yeah. So um, I see people hiring teams more often now instead of starting out with one VA. And the main reason is they, they waited too late. So for the number of needs that they have, one person is not going to fit that. So VAs are very niche and the best VAs are super niche. So someone who is, you know, the, the, the best bookkeeper isn't going to be the one who is doing like excellent Canva. Those two people are generally not the same. Could that person be your social media manager and the Canva expert? Yeah, that person could be the same. But let's say you want to launch a podcast, um, but that team probably can launch the podcast. They probably don't do the copy for it. They, pro they may not do the editing. You know, you might need a, a team there. So the benefit to hiring the team is typically that you have multiple things needed at the same time, but a team will assign you a project manager. Someone else, you connect with them, 
It's only them. You have access to these other people, but you're not managing them. You're just working with one person. That person got your back. They understand you. And then they communicate to the rest of the team. Now, if you're just starting out and you're thinking, but if this person calls out sick or like, I'm concerned, like, what if they're, you know, they go on vacation, um, that happens in the office too. Um, you know, I was an assistant for many years. I went on vacation. Um, sometimes I got sick and it's about having these systems and processes in place that it doesn't matter if I'm not there. Um, so even now I, I have the association, I have my other businesses. I still get sick. I still go on vacation. It's just me, but I have things planned out for the future. So you're thinking about what does this person do for me on a daily basis? Um, what if they didn't, what if they, what if they were out sick or, or what if something happened? Um, you know, how would that run if you were in an office? And usually the procedures are the same. There's standard operating procedures in place. You know all the passwords, you have all the information, you know how to get to your stuff. What happens is, is when people hire a VA and they're like, great, now I never have to worry about that ever again. And I'm like, yes, you do. And in fact, you have to be super in sync now because it never ever fails. The time that you're like, oh, I forgot to tell my VA this, but it's like midnight, so I'm just gonna go in and do it myself because it's supposed to go out tomorrow. And you've changed your systems and you've changed passwords and you're like, do this new thing now. And you're like, I don't even know how to get into my own work now. Um, it should never be that way. It should always be running documents, running systems, um, living things that you can go in and know how to do it yourself because at some point you will for a number of reasons. Yeah, that's a good point. One of the things I noticed when I first started out is I did not have systems in place, like you said, Melissa, <laughs> which is probably like 90% of business owners because number yeah. one, there's a time constraint, <laughs> things like that. So, um, you know, once I, it was like, I hired the VA and then I was like, uh, now what, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So what's, uh, do you have any suggestions on like resources or, you know, things that people can do in order to get those systems in place? I know we kind of talked about, you know, doing the video recording things like that. But do you know of any like resources, books, anything like that um, in terms of uh, writing systems? Or if somebody comes to you, do you assist them with that? Um, you know, how does that work? So I actually work with people who want me to train their VAs or train their VA teams. Um, I haven't, I haven't read a good book on it, not because there's not a good book out there, but that's just not what I'm, I'm reading on. But the best practices are just to create the best living documents of communication. So it could be audio, it could be video, it, it could be a Google Doc, it could be a spreadsheet. Um, so when you're thinking about the systems in place, you start at the foundation. So um, let's say the first thing you're gonna do is put a system in place for scheduling. Um, this one comes up a lot. So you put a system in place for scheduling and everyone understands when you're when you can be scheduled how it works how people get a hold of you how to change it how to update your calendar how to block off time um all those systems in place and then usually the next one after that comes all the emails right how do the email drips work how do the reminders are they are they texts are, are we going out most people have a funnel of some sort so maybe it's their funnel they want to get into a system and they want to make sure that people are tagged properly um, i would I would say for anything that you want to do for a system, the online tool itself has the best information. So that's another reason I don't read a lot of books on it because if I'm say using Salesforce instead of, I don't know, Entreport, 
Um, those are two different systems and they're gonna have different best practices to fall into place. And for each client, they're gonna be in a different place. Maybe you have a list and it's you know 100 people. So you're thinking, you know, this is my list. I don't really need it to be in a system yet because ultimately when it gets in a system, you don't own that list anymore. The system owns it. Technically, you're not supposed to like download it and import it into, you know, you can't go from ConvertKit to MailChimp without having people opt in again. People do it all the time, but you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to go to the source. There's not, a, there's not a program out there that doesn't want to help you use their system better. So they have a lot of great blogs in place. Their help is usually really awesome because they don't want you to leave. Um, so I always tell people, go straight to the source. And I tell that to my VAs as well. Instead of taking all these classes from like the middlemen, just go straight to the source. They'd love to answer your question. They would love to help you use their system better. They would love to help you bring more people in uh, to their system. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.